Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have a testimony. It's of a lady who was rejected. She felt rejected her whole life and would do anything to continue to keep someone in her life. And I know for a lot of people, rejection is a huge issue, and I've been there before, where I would do just about anything to maintain a friendship, even though the friendship isn't healthy or wasn't healthy. I would main, I would try to do anything to keep that person in my life. And this is what this lady does. She, you know, even says a prayer to get saved just because she wanted to keep this guy in her life. But God, you know, is so patient with us and he 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 just shows us the way. He encourages us to go after him and his heart. And he's so patient. Like he doesn't rush. He doesn't get angry if you don't you know, obey him right away. I mean, obviously we should, but he gently nudges us to continue to follow him and to love him with our whole heart. And another thing she mentions in this testimony is how she finally started to live from a place of being loved and accepted. And it's so important, your identity. And if we live from a place of being rejected, that's exactly what we're going to experience in life is rejection. We're going to, you know, live from this place of fear of being, you know, left alone or whatever it might be. And so that's what exactly what people are going to do. They're going to kind of leave you alone. And it's, it's just kind of almost a self-fulfilling prophecy, your identity. But if you live from the place of acceptance, you're confident in who you are because you know that you're accepted in Christ. You know that he is the only one that really matters in the long run. And I mean, in the eternal run, you know what I'm saying? So it's just important to know who you are and whose you are and live from that place. Here's the testimony. I I hated myself as a little girl. I hated myself. No one ever suspected Michelle Glasgow carried so much pain. To her two older sisters and her Jamaican parents, she was outgoing and kind. But to some of the kids in her Toronto, Canada community, she was the black girl who didn't belong. They would come around me, circle me, and make fun of my hair, you know, tell me that I was ugly. I used to get told that a lot when I was younger. I used to tell the teachers about it, but they wouldn't really, you know, do anything. I would say, God, I wish I would just get hit by a car. And I would say, God, did you make me just so that I could suffer? The bullying left her feeling vulnerable, alone, and angry. I would try to hide. Like, I would eat my lunch in the washroom. I would get in trouble so that I would have detention to not go out for recess. I started getting really tired of being rejected. In her teens, she became fixated on the tough image and lifestyle portrayed in rap videos. People desire to be around them, and that's what I didn't have. Then she entered high school and womanhood. Once the object of ridicule, Michelle was now the object of attention. She became a tease, wearing provocative, revealing clothes. So that was how I started to take back the power, was I started to notice that that's how I got attention, was by my looks. I started feeling a lot better about myself. I started feeling like I was finally taking, um, you know, control and I was actually in charge now. With her newfound power, she started getting into fights and hanging out and smoking pot with a hardened drug dealer. 
I just thought that it was cool. It was exactly what I was seeing in the music videos. I knew that people were scared of him. I just thought then I was gonna get that same, I guess, reputation. But Michelle was still in pain. At 16, she dropped out and left home, coping with alcohol and a growing dependence on pot. A year later at a party, Michelle was raped. I thought I had control, and then I realized that I didn't. The old wounds now reopened, and Michelle's heart grew colder. I felt like I had to work even harder now to be in control. I couldn't let that happen again. I couldn't let somebody make me inferior again. Then in 2010, Michelle, now 19, met a guy in her neighborhood named Anthony. They hung out, smoked a little pot, and quickly became friends. He was always respectful and just seemed to care. It was just, it was different than anything I had experienced before. They started dating, and despite her growing attraction to him, Michelle was determined to stay in control and guard her heart. It was more like, okay, what can I get from him before he tries to get something from me? I guess I didn't want to let go of that control because I thought then I was vulnerable for him to hurt me. I actually started to really like him. And then there was this fear that, you know, he was going to reject me too. Afraid of losing him, she began going to church with him and his mom. Then one Sunday, Anthony prayed to accept Jesus into his heart. It was a great moment in his life, but for Michelle... I remember when we were driving home, I just didn't talk because I thought like, I can't believe, you know, you chose Jesus over me. Like, so you're gonna get saved. And you know, if we die right now, you're gonna go to heaven and you don't care that I'm gonna go to hell. Like, I was so angry at him. So the next Sunday, she prayed to accept Jesus. But it was an empty gesture driven by her fear of rejection. Two months later, Michelle says she got a word from God. Jesus showed me that I had never been rejected, that he was actually with me the entire time. All the times of feeling like I needed to do stuff to not be rejected and to know that I did all these things that was worthy of rejection. His grace and his mercy was still on me. At once, along with the fear and anger, God took away Michelle's need for drugs and alcohol. I didn't feel like I had anything to escape from anymore. I finally felt peace. He was transforming my heart. I was able to finally let go of all the barriers I had put myself in and let go of wanting to be in control. Anthony and Michelle eventually married and are raising two children and clinging to a simple truth. That I am accepted and that I am loved. And I remember Jesus' sacrifice. And I just realized that even if I was the only person on earth, he still would have died for me. That was a CBN testimony, and you can find it on YouTube if you search under cbn.com, Let God Knock Your Walls Down. You can also find out more information, of course, at cbn.com. I hope you have a wonderful day today. Christmas is only a couple of days away, so I wish you an early Merry Christmas, and I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless. Mm -hmm.